0: Okay, hey. <coughs> good afternoon everyone. Shalom Aleichem. We continue in the Igar uh, Sagra, and uh, yesterday we were learning about uh, the Gra's understanding of the Taiva Solem is like salt water, and the more somebody partakes, the more that they need. Um, then the Gra conc- um, concluded the paragraph, In this world... The difficulties and the and the challenges and the things that worry a person don't let a person sleep. enoi. There are two readings: either Eno mikra, either it's not coincidental but it's perforce to one's existence, or It's in other words, it's not a refuge; it's not an aray miklat. The Rev. Goldberg cites the Sharat Zion in our Chemsam Beis. That the Chavos Chaim says the reason why we read Mafter Yona on on Yom Kippur is lest the person be very inspired on Yom Kippur and say, oh, you know, I really need to do tshuva, and then they say to him, says, what do I have to do tshuva? I'll just die and I'll go in my grave and nobody will bother me. I'll, I'll have pe- finally peace and quiet. Nobody will knock on my door. You know, um, even better, I'll get a, I'll get a, I'll get a nice place on the Azesim or Har Manuchas and hopefully either. Nobody will come, or they—they'll uh, be COVID, so nobody will find me. Whatever it is, people have this idea that they'll escape in death. And uh, the Shaar writes the—the the purpose of Sefer Yoina is for a person to realize that uh, by hook or by crook they got to fix up any infraction that they uh, committed in this world, because otherwise they're going to come back on a second round. And the whole Sefer Yoina is really a remez to the neshama coming in the. Uh, coming down to this world, and if it does not want to fulfill its mission, God sends it again. Okay, so now we begin the next uh, parak. V'hakol uh, yovi al For everything, God will bring judgment. For every single word, afilo Even a small word, even a light word, will not be lost. What does it mean, even a, a light word? L'chara, a light word means it's not loshin har, it's not Rachilas, it's not sheker. It's um, it's not a Dabar aser. Well, the question is so okay if it's not a Dabar aser. So what's the problem with it? Um, Elamai, we know that the Torah says v'dibar tabam, from which we learned that one should speak words of Torah and not dvarim betelem. But nevertheless, there are. So t- sometimes a person does have to speak about subjects which are not Torah, namely, somebody has to speak about their work or someone has to speak about their business. But even so, um, even when it comes to business, uh, there's a concept that one should have a, give a, so, some kind of cheshvan or accounting that is this a word that needs to be said? Or is this not a word that needs to be said? You know, Rabbi Sol Salanter in his Yud Gimel so the Mido of Shtika, is to sort of cal- to the necessity of saying a word before one emits it. V'lachin <laughs> ani Hircha Says the G'ra, therefore I warn you. Shetargel <laughs> atsmacha. You should train yourself. B'chol <laughs> hayoyser as much as possible. Le'ishev <laughs> yachid. To sit by yourself. Now, this is very interesting practice. The Gro is saying that one should try to get into the habit of sitting by themselves not to speak excessively. So, in other words, the first good eitzah uh, is if you're picking a seat in shul, um, there are people, I don't know, probably not in your shul, but they say there are people that they choose their seat in shul based on where their friends are. Why in the world would somebody pick a seat in shul next to a friend? What has what the friend got to do with anything? What, why would you want your friend near you? The best seat is next to somebody who either you don't know or doesn't talk. It, the best seat is somebody who wears a mask. Even if he's the only guy in Shul who wears a mask, you should sit next to him. But the Geras is saying further, you should train yourself to sit by yourself. Um, in fact, Rabbeinu Bechayi writes, and Rav Goldberg brings this in his commentary, that's the reason why the Shvatim were shepherds by trade. Why did they choose to be shepherds? Because a shepherd, uh, um, the rabbi B'Chai says, most tzaddikim or naviyim were shepherds, so that they could distance themselves from uh, socializing. Because most Averos are uh, intertwined in the hate of Dibor. In fact, the G'ra writes in mishlei Parak Aleph, Pasuk Chav Gimel, that the greatest mitzvah in the Torah is Talmud Torah, and the biggest Avera in the Torah is Dvarim B'telem. And the Gras says something very interesting. I once said this over and it did not go over well, but uh, this is the truth, that um, the Gras says, the biggest chedah in the Torah is Dvarim B'telem. He says that really there, there is no desire for Dvarim B'telem. A person might have a desire for arayos, because uh, it's something that gives hana. A person might have a desire for non-kosher food, because it tastes good. But, there's no inherent desire for dvarim b'telem. Why do people like to speak dvarim b'telem? Because, since Talmud Torah is the greatest mitzvah, therefore, dvarim b'telem is, so to speak, the opposite of Talmud Torah. So, like this. Whenever you do a mitzvah, the gross says, there's an angel that... Um, rests on you. In other words, let's say you learn a word of Torah. The Malach comes and the Malach says, you learned one word of Torah, now I want you to learn more. And you have this urge to learn more and you're not satisfied until you learn more. And then when you learn more, an even bigger Malach comes and says, you know what, you really should do an even bigger mitzvah and then you're not satisfied until you do an even bigger mitzvah. And that's mitzvah, goyrer, mitzvah. Sometimes you see somebody they learn so much. And you say, how in the world could they learn so much? It's like they're addicted or something. And the answer is they're addicted. That's the answer. They are addicted. Because there is a super... Ne- this is not a psychological explanation. It's not a psychological phenomenon. It's a mystical phenomenon. That when you do a mitzvah, you have an urge and a need to do a bigger mitzvah. And you're not satisfied until you do that bigger mitzvah. And then a malach comes and says, you really need to do an even bigger mitzvah. That's the concept of mitzvah, gerer's mitzvah. But the gross says, lahepoch. When somebody does an Avero, which the biggest Avero is, wasting time not learning. So if you just cop a schmooze for 15 minutes talking about, I don't know what, uh, um, obviously you wouldn't talk about the Mets, but maybe you want to talk about the Dodgers. Let's say you live in Los Angeles. So let's say you spend 15 minutes talking about nonsense, then... The the Amala comes and says, You know what? Next time you need to speak longer. And then you're not satisfied until you speak longer. The next so in other words, there's this never ending desire to speak Dvaram Batalam, which is the Gras says is not natural. It's sort of self-induced. It's a mystically self-induced phenomenon that when a person begins to speak Dvarambataylam, he has a need the next time to to engage even more. Now then the Gras says something very interesting. He says that um, you should train yourself to sit by yourself. So again, you know, everybody needs uh, socialization to some extent. You know, human beings do enjoy the company of others. But at least at times, of uh, ruhniyas, train yourself. By davening, you don't need to be near somebody. By learning, don't be next to the guy that's going to be you know, schmoozing with you in the middle. The al says, above and beyond all sin is the sin of speech meaning the same way Talmud Torah is considered the greatest mitzvah, Lashon Hara is considered the most serious infraction. Why should I speak at length about the most strict Avera of all the Averas in the Torah? It's very interesting, there's a Chasam Sofer that says that why was Moshe punished... For hitting the rock, Um, what did the rebanisham want? The rebanisham wanted Moshe to speak to the rock. Well, what's the big deal? Moshe hits the rock. He speaks to the rock. Why was it so important to rebanisham that Moshe Rabbeinu speak to the rock? So, chesam Sefer writes in Parshas Chukas that if Moshe would have brought Kali Yisrael into Eretz Yisrael, the Beis Hamikdash never would have been destroyed. So says chesam Sefer, I understand the bias rishayin. Why was it destroyed? Because Avodah Zarah, Gilayarayah, Domim. But the second, base Hamikdash, was destroyed because of Lashon Hara, Sinas So how would Moshe, taking them into Eretz Yisrael, have prevented Klal Yisrael from speaking Lashon Hara? Says the Hele Sam Sefer, Hashem's Kavanah was, to Moshe, Moshe, before you bring the Jewish people into Eretz Yisrael, speak to the rock, and then it's going to flow with water. The lesson being, that Kalal will learn the power of Dibor and they'll recognize that if a Dibor Toiv could bring water from a rock, a Dibor rock could be Machir of Kedusha. And this way they would never have spoken Lashon, and, they would, and the base of English never would have been destroyed. But because Moshe didn't speak to the rock, Kalal never learned the lesson of K'Echa Dibor, Mamela, there would have been no tayalas for Moshe to bring them into Eretz Yisrael because the Beis HaMiljus would have been destroyed anyway because they never would have learned the koyach of Dibor. So therefore Hashem said you can't bring them in. But uh, we learn from here that we very much underestimate the power of speech. It's very far from our minds to sort of uh, make a hashara whether... Uh, what we're about to say is a tayalas or is not a tayalas. In this edition of the Garas Hagra from Rav Mechel Lefkowitz, he brings a little Mesa that one time, uh Mechel by the way, Rav Mechel Lefkowitz is the author of Chidushe Rav Haimen Hayman. Chidushe Rav on Shas was written by Rav Michal Yehuda. Anyway, one time Rav, Sh- Rav Michal was about to say something and he, you know, he refrained. And he said, the reason I'm refraining is there's no tayelas. Again, it's not that it's lashon hara. It's not that it's. Uh, there's no avera involved. But there, there's a, a, a more a, a concept that transcends that. That if what you're about to say doesn't have any benefit, it's not insulting. It's not going to hurt anybody. It's just it doesn't stand to. It's not going to make somebody feel good. It's just talking. So that's an idea that the Gra very much uh, emphasizes that one should avoid. Talking just for the sake of talking. Now, there are a lot of things that need to be spoken about. And there are a lot of people that need cheering up. And there are a lot of compliments that need to be heard. However, the concept of just speaking just for the sake of it, that's what the gra is speaking about. That loy Nevad afilu dibor kal. Even a light word, meaning even a word that uh, it's really of no harm, but it's also of no benefit, that will not be lost either. Okay, Rabbi Isai? Have a great day. We'll see everybody tomorrow. Uh, I want to remind everyone, the Shurim are uh, now on podcast, and they were accepted by all podcast syndicators. What they what that means, I don't know. You tem l'chacham v'yach uh, but uh, it's on all the various uh, syndicators, and of course on Torah anytime. Rabbi, say have a great day. Bye-bye.